Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final, for the time being, episode of the Exercast, the Outcast After Show show. This, of course, being the 10th episode. I'm Father Daniel. With me is Father Nathan. Welcome, my children. And who is that crawling around on his hands and knees? Oh, oh, hey, guys. Hey. Uh, don't get up. Stay down there. But yes, converse. I've got some uh, some brown undies for you. Brown? Oh, God damn it, Alter Boy. We have barely started this thing. Father Nathan, what is the name of tonight, the 10th, the finale of season one episode? The episode of uh, the episode title of the season finale of season one of Outcast is called Brown Underpants. You filthy sinner. <laughs> No, it's not. It's called like "light up my eyes" or the "open your open your skull" for. Holy shit! This <laughs> little called... light. This little light. You guys ready? Let's do it. This, this little, little light. Oh, uh, just a bunch of cutting out. <laughs> this little light of mine. Oh yeah, I'm gonna let it shine. Just alter boy. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine. Now I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, <laughs> let it shine, let it shine. Let the record show that I just lured the intern into giving me the next opening for Trailer Park Podcast. <clears throat> Foiled again, <laughs> intern. Uh, yep. Or Alter Boy, excuse me. <sighs> it's tough, it's tough. I do it all the time. Yeah. <sighs> okay, fathers. Are we going to get started or what? This is an exciting moment in time. Well, where did we leave off? We left off in a very serious fucking scene. And I almost forgot that. When I went to go watch the season finale, I, I remembered, oh, fuck, yeah, we're right there. Like, we're right. The last thing that happened was Megan killed her fucking husband after becoming possessed. Yeah. And then the girls that are at her house call Kyle and are screaming on the telephone. And Amber is like, it's just like mommy. Yeah, and we did the most sacrilegious prayer we have ever done on this show. I felt it too. I felt it. <laughs> I told Amanda about it. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> of all the fluid talk that we do, it's that prayer that makes me go, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it sounded nice, though. It sounded nice, and hopefully, it could be seen as an offering to the uh, to the to the demons. I don't know <laughs> to the demons to our Lord and Savior. To our Lord and Savior, Amen. Okay, uh, so yeah, we're opening up on Megan getting tripped out. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of going back a bit to you know the little girls fucking around downstairs. Yeah, then, they break a bowl or something. Sounds like they break a bowl. Yeah, or they're like they're getting ice cream late at night when they shouldn't or something. Some sort of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's ice cream. Yeah. yeah, they're being bad. And then Megan does. Uh, what is the most disgusting thing that can be seen on film, which is poking Mark's eyeball. <laughs> so there's only like one thing that I can't really stand, and it's like eyeball stuff uh -huh. when it looks real. And this looked real. <laughs> and it was oh. fucking gross. Fuck. Fuck yeah, it looked real. It looked real good. Oh, God. Yeah, she's just tapping on it. You can see her bloody fingerprint remains when she pulls away from his cold, yeah. dead eyeball. <laughs> like holding down barf, trying to still watch the 
TV screen so I can see if anything happens. Uh, you just basically, oh. like, for this episode, you cemented what image will be on. Yeah, it's good. I don't look at our site, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, send uh, you the photo uh, via text message. Thanks. Maybe I'll ha- change my Twitter picture to that one. Oh, good. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So <clears throat> the girls come upstairs and you get to kind of realize, you know, this is them coming across this event. And this is what leads to her, Amber, calling mommy. What? Wait, wait, wait. Amber calls her aunt mommy? Uh, no, this is what leads to Amber calling her dad. Oh, gotcha. I, <laughs> I said the wrong thing, and <laughs> you just exposed it. So, so confused. Um, yes, what she should have been, what she should have said was like, "You see what happens when you steal food from the fridge." Um, why would she say that? That just makes her feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Daddy's dead now because you couldn't keep your fat little fingers out of the fridge after bedtime. <laughs> hmm? when you eat after 9 p.m., your parents murder each other. Mm-hmm. Do you love your she mommy? She still isn't even coherent. She's Megan still has no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah, she's still possessed. I, I was slow on the uptake. I just realized Daniel was cracking jokes. I decided to join him, Father Daniel, Jesus. and Father Daniel, cracking some jokes, and then you came up the rear even slower than I did. I didn't think it was possible. And now I have to explain to you what has happened over the last few minutes. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to poke you in the eyeball the next time I see you. That's good. I put a little gift in the chat for you. Yeah, Um, I looked at it. It's gone already. It's (laughs) been deleted. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. (laughs) And for everyone at home, that is a very clear uh, <laughs> image of a eyeball being poked with a needle until you can see the tension tear as the needle fully injects itself uh, into the vitreous humor. Now, back to oh. Outcast. Back to Outcast. <laughs> yes. Back to Outcast. Kyle coming to save the day. Yeah, because you know, Megan this, takes off. Before this. I feel like, Father Nathan, you must be going crazy watching this right now because Megan's like picking up a teddy bear with her bloody hand and she's just like touching shit and going from one place to another, just leaving a bloody mess. Yeah, there's some serious blood on a white couch problem here for you. Actually, I'm not because there is context. If there's context, then it makes sense to me and it's okay. A newly possessed human being... A demon entering into a, a new body for the first time. Everything is new to her. She's touching everything. She's trying to experience life. She doesn't understand what staining something even means. Oh, it's okay. instances where the person knows better and does it flippantly. That's, that's what drives me crazy. So you're saying in, an, in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, um, when the main character gets goopy blood all over his hands and then runs three blocks to his girlfriend's house and comes in with the same amount of blood goop on his hands and just starts touching her couch. That's what you mean is a bad, a bad way. Yeah, that's quite upsetting. Even <laughs> though that is the best movie of that series. And <laughs> that's not even true. 
There's no best in that series. It's well, all shit. Well, the best is the remake, and you're going to do that soon on 100 Lunatics. But um, the point that I want to make there is that he shows up after running all the way to that house, and the blood is still wet. Yeah, <laughs> that should be dried and fucking. That shouldn't even really wipe off that that easily. Or anyway, you like stop in the grass and do one of those like you know bottom of the hand, top of the hand wipes on the grass. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, <laughs> Kyle and Anderson go on a search for Megan, and Megan is where she's at a football field, drinking in the lights, feeling the grass between her toes. Getting freaked out by a sprinkler and runs <laughs> into the fence, slamming into a chain link fence, which she then <laughs> thinks is a prison of some kind, and does a wailing wall scream of some some sort. Yeah, yeah, she's in like, if the best possible scenario is to immediately come into a body, and then be taken to that little depot where they welcome the newcomers in like a nice calm black empty little warehouse basement. If that's the best case scenario, she's in the worst case scenario, which is murdering someone dear to you and putting your entire family at risk and then running around in the wild covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're trying to avoid, I think. Trying to avoid that kind of entry into the into the dimension, into the realm. Into the realm, yeah. And it's getting more and more. Actually, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's getting more and more. I still am not sure which way they want to lean do you guys want to talk right now? Do you guys just want to like take a moment and congratulate me for my prediction being true? Or do you want to wait? Which prediction? Which, which prediction? Uh, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, fuck off. Uh, somebody made a little comment about, uh, about Kyle's daughter being the beacon. If he's the match, she is the beacon. And we found out in this episode that she's got a little power of her own. But you know what? Don't, don't, don't congratulate me yet. Let's wait until the scene. You need to wait till the end of the fucking episode. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Jesus. I'm, just there. I'm putting it You're... out there. I want everyone to know that out of the predictions that we've been making, I think I'm the first one to actually get something right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, don't tease us with your pre-cum. You put that away and you save that for later. And none yeah, of the, I think none you of us need are to do some hail marys here for being aggressively, um, I think prideful. Yeah, we just, we just hit a new low for filth and vile. Don't hit us with your pre-cum. <laughs> Is that really something you just said, Father Daniel? You should go to that bath of holy water, splash it all over yourself, and just pray that it cleanses you. Because I don't, I don't see you being saved. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> Do you think when the demon-possessed people give Kyle a blowjob that they just stand like six or seven inches away from the tip of his dick and it just spews that like sparkly black goop into their mouth. (laughs) Or like when they try to suck his life force out, that's what it looks like coming out of the tip of his penis. Why are you drawing me into this? Yeah. (laughs) These are questions that we are here to answer. No. Uh, Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. You are 100% correct. Would you guys like to um, listen in? On Aaron and Sydney having a little conversation. Oh, sure. Message. Now, what message is that? Well, that the clock's ticking. You better pack up his shit and get the fuck out of town before whatever you're here for gets real. What do you think I'm here for? Must be big. 
considering what I'm guessing you did to get this house and what you did to Anderson. And if it fucks this town right in the ass, then you can count me in. Whoa! Whoa, yeah. Little uh, Freudian slip there at the end. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> where's, where's my soundboard? Here we go. I'm going to go ahead and toss this out there. Actually, this may not be entirely a prediction, considering we know some other things that happened in this episode, but that kid wants to fuck Sydney, right? That's why that kid is there. He has like a weird like old man love for Sydney. I can't believe you're making a prediction about that kid and Sydney having ass sex. I'm well, gonna, yeah. Could be a flashback. Well, a retro next season. A retro prediction, um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because you're saying this uh, and my notes here are that uh, Aaron eats out Sydney. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. No, late in because because yeah. if this like if he was allowed to progress into the next season, then you would get this like job of the hut situation where Sydney is like on some like slimy throne, and next to him with a chain around his neck is that boy with like a shaved sexy head and like loose fitted clothing on, curled up at his side. He would just have a sad sack on. No, no sad sack. Right. <laughs> Like a potato sack with like oh. arms and a head hole. <laughs> I don't like the way it sounded when you said head hole. <laughs> yeah, there's only one of those, right? <laughs> Your head has lots of holes in it, lots of stomas. But uh, the the head hole is uh, right above where the legs come out. <laughs> like a head with just legs on it—that is horrifying. No, like his dick is popping out. Okay. I get you. Finally. Father Nathan, you want in on this this dick talk? No, I'm good. There's no donkeys involved yet, so. Ooh, krillin' it. Hashtag. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So what's next? Kat and Ogden are, you know. uh, She's washing the new recruit. Yeah, she's admitting new recruits, and Ogden's kind of tripping out. Yeah, and she's treating him like he's. Yeah. Not sure if he wants to be a part of this anymore. He's having second thoughts. Yeah, he's like, what she, the fuck do they do to themselves? I think he needs another hand job. Yeah, he does. He's being a real bitch right now. Yeah, yeah, he needs a little hand job. Um, I love, too, that Cat, like, no matter, it flashes to her like four or five different times during this scene, and in every single one, she's like, shh, 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 it's all right, sweetie, it's all right, sweetie, shh, shh, shh. Just the whole time. I think I might go mad if I was her husband. They do these awful close-ups of her face. It's like, look, we kind of we, we kind of gleaned that she wasn't attractive before. Well, I just need to cement that for you. Yeah, why are you zooming so, in on this woman's face? I don't What's know. What's not attractive about her? Yeah, I don't know. When she She's get, a looker. When she plays all authoritative and everything, I kind of I kind of see what the fire chief sees. Really? You've been getting a stiff one looking at cat. Yeah, when she, like, I don't know, like a tall woman or a large woman is just, like, super confident about it. All right. Okay. What about uh, what about Megan fraternizing with this young lad outside of this, what is this, fast food restaurant of some kind? Oh, yeah, she sniffs and molests him. That's great. Does yeah, she, she molest him? him? Well, she oh, goes, she... her hand starts going for his thing. 
That's what I thought, too. But then I was like, I don't know, maybe. This whole show is full of people about to fuck each other. And then the lights, the headlights flash on her and she freaks out, runs away again. It's a nice exchange because it uh, it's Kyle and the Reverend looking for her and they just drive by right, right by her without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Nice little transition to them in the car. Also, it brings up some, like, they're going to make more of this as the episode goes on, but you start to see how the like the the things that a preacher or a priest would use to exercise a demon that some of them but not all of those methods are effective but not because they're an actual demon being affected by religious things like light or crosses but that it just as a being itself has certain adverse reactions to these things that overlap with demons so that, i i i love reverend in this episode as he's just like kind of pissy pants the whole time about like, well, I don't give a shit. Everything I've done up until now is just bullshit. <laughs> and it's all because like the lights scare these people or these beings that come in. Uh, Kyle makes a point of saying like the cross doesn't actually work to scare them. It's just that you're th- jabbing a sharp object in their face. <laughs> I like that they have these little clues that overlaps that it leaves you in a state of like, well, is it or isn't it or does it matter even? Yeah, I feel like I want to know, though, and maybe that's the whole point, is that I'm eager to know or to define something about these entities, about where they come from, certain aspects of the show, what works, what doesn't work. I want to lay down some definition. I don't want it to flirt with me too much. You know, I don't want it to give me blue balls. I want it to get me off. Right, and we should actually talk about that now, is that this episode should have been, as the finale... It should have had a lot more, I don't know, drops. Like, I thought they were going to say a lot more, give us a lot more insight into what was actually happening so that between now and the next season, we're like, oh, shit, I got to see how that plays out. But they just kept it kind of secretive like they've been the whole time. Kind of pissed me off a little bit. Well, it's kind of like Game of Thrones style where I don't know if it's a formula thing where they're actually doing it that way, but the second to last episode is the one where they really... Yeah. Fucking get you. And then the season finale is more just about kind of settling things down and positioning things for the beginning of the next season. Right. Yeah. I have noticed that trend as well, making everything about the penultimate episode instead of the ultimate episode. I I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I mean, you can be a whiny baby about it or you can accept it. Either way, this is this is what we do, Daniel. Okay, we talk outcast on the Exocast. And we get vile and sacrilegious. And, uh, you know, we need to accept it for what it is. We can't we can't turn our backs. Do you know what it felt like, though? It felt like, yeah, just tying into what we've already been saying, I felt like this season should have ended last episode. And this actually feels like the first episode of the next season. Yeah, I hear you. I, if you're, if, I kind of missed, missed the cliffhanger. I, I wish there was a, yeah. It would have been, oh, fuck. One of the things that you can maybe look forward to, though, is that episode one of next season might just be crazy. Yeah, it I could. I think it, it's, it needs to be at this point. It needs to sink its teeth into you right away because we, let's all be honest here, gentlemen, we were not 100% on board, or at least Father Daniel and I were not 100% on board. I know that Alter Boy probably bought it hook, line, and sinker from from day one, but... Mm. Oh, I didn't like the second episode. Straight down the gullet. (laughs) 
right? But like I, yeah, I, I like the goo-gasms. I can't wait. <laughs> I like that he makes that's... people invalid. I would like it more if he, he hit people more. Yeah, I kind of missed that too. <laughs> let's let's be clear here. This is not True Detective Season 2, where we were waiting and hoping that it would come around and have some sort of value, and it just fell on its fucking face and embarrassed itself. And this didn't do that. This has shown us some promise, I think. I think there's there's something here for us to embrace and engage. And I hope that the comic book source material, all the graphic novels, I hope this takes us somewhere really fun. And that last episode makes me think that it can do it. And I'm I'm excited. No, I, I will be checking this out when it comes back around as well. I just mean if you're gonna if you're gonna use the ninth episode as the best or the most exciting and the tenth is to wrap things up, then I need you to like wrap some shit up. And I thought that they were going to do that a couple of times in this episode, and they just sort of dropped the same vague shit that they've been doing the entire time. But let's go ahead and, like, get to those parts. Well, they renewed this for season two before they even aired the premiere, so they didn't have any intention of summing anything up. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe they don't have to bring closure to seasons of things. Maybe they just try to nail you and and grab you and keep you engaged and then, you know, come back and try to do it again. But yeah, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, well, the chief is true to his word and just takes care of this murder by cleaning things up. Yeah, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. Yeah. Hey, he told he told Reverend to call if he needed him. Yeah, cover up a murder though? What the fuck? He's true to his word. Yeah, he was like the town thinks whatever you think or whatever fucking mm-hmm. creepy thing he told him to do. Like, why don't you just sell your soul to the devil? Advice coming from a Reverend. Yeah, crazy. And then Kyle and the Reverend are driving around with their police scanner, trying to locate Megan, and they come across a an arrest in in the park, and it's the wrong girl. Yeah, just some like methed out hooker. Sure. Well, we don't know that she's a hooker. We just automatically call people prostitutes. It's a hooker. <laughs> well, comes we know one to- thing for sure: uh, she's definitely a whore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hands down. Comes back to Sydney, staring over top of a sleeping Aaron. <laughs> oh, yep. You can just, you can feel it. Mm. He, he definitely used that head hole. We'll be getting a revisit from this in season two. Oof. Do you think he's just Flashback. like... Flashback. Sydney like, starts playing with uh, Aaron's, Aaron's wiener. <laughs> His wiener? Why would you call it a wiener? God damn it, Alter Boy. No, Sydney sees someone moving around inside of Kyle's house, and it's... Megan. Megan. It is Megan. So after a quick little blowjob, he goes over there and retrieves her. After, yeah, after he... he fucks Aaron in the ass, he runs over to Kyle's house. But reaches around to play with his wiener. Mm-hmm. So they reach around. Oh, yeah. yeah. You pull out your pee-pee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just kind of fumbles around with his limp penis while he's sleeping with his tongue for a little bit. And then he goes over to Kyle's house. <laughs> yeah, like you do. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Oh my god, we're all gonna die. Um, we're all going straight to hell. There's a lot of lightning outside of my house right now. <laughs> so he comes across her and provides comfort and understanding and an escort, really, to Cat and Ogden. Yeah, should come- be noted that should be noted that her husband—that's, I believe, his last name because. 
her full name is Cat Ogden, and his name's just Ogden. So I think they were just like Fire Chief Ogden, and then they never really defined what his first name is. Yeah, or it's something like Percy, and he doesn't like to use it. Right. So we'll just call him Ogden Ogden. Mm-hmm. Double Ogden. Um, he comforts her, like, but when Sydney goes over into the house and, and finds Megan in there, do they, are these beings, like, aware of each other when they come across each other instantaneously? Because she's been, like, terrified by light and terrified by any sort of touching. And he just comes in and just kneels down next to her without introducing himself and just grabs her arm and is like, shh, it's okay. Because that, she didn't react at all. So she, I guess they must. Are they must, they must sense each other? I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, he's in cast, right? Yeah, he is in cast. Fucking mm-hmm. shut up! Don't ever say that ever again. <laughs> no, he's not in cast. They just recognize each other. He's the in cast. He's part oh, of the in wish, crowd. Yeah. I wish we were still podcasting in the same room as each other. I'd strangle you right now and poke you in the <laughs> arm. No, they are. They're like in the popular clique. Uh, yep. The in clique. They all know him. But they all know each other because they're all the same thing. He's just like next level. Yeah, he's like he's like demon Jesus. How does that make sense? If they're all the same thing, why do, why does it appear that he's um, a a better or um, a more respected? He's like king, and they're all like peasants. But if they're all the same thing, why is that a thing? Well, it's, it's like sorry. Go ahead, Father Nathan. Prediction. This is like a military structure. Okay, there's a hierarchy. And Sydney is higher up the food chain than the other possession entities. You could liken it to a maybe a captain or a lieutenant. And season two will reveal someone higher in the hierarchy than Sydney. Yeah. It'll be like the mountain from Game of Thrones will show up in a suit and he'll no. make Sydney quiver. Yeah, somebody will no a mountain. Somebody will show up that is higher up the food chain than Sydney, and that'll be a really big fucking deal. And that'll be one of the biggest things that happens in season two. Uh yes. I'll get on board with that prediction. Well, you're the only one needs support. There's no one else that matters. That's true. And it shouldn't surprise you that much, Alter Boy. I mean, we all the three of us, we're all technically human, but yet, you know, we're the fathers and you're the altar boy. You know, I get it. I just bend over and you guys pump away. Hierarchies just happen naturally, organically. Should we start calling him Sydney Bait? Ooh. I don't know. Or Aaron? Just like just wiener bait. Or maybe you should pay some respect to the only person that's got a prediction right. Um, I don't think that's true. I don't know. If we go back, I think we'll probably all hit maybe one or two. Oh, you just... I think maybe... You know what? <clears throat> you don't forget when you get a prediction right. I you forget shit that... instantly. Really? You, I you feel like forget... if anyone's going to forget, it's Daniel. He doesn't remember shit. You don't forget shit like that. Okay, it matters to you. you. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I predicted that these things might not be demons, and there's a handful of others in there. Okay, can we talk about Aaron? The thief? Oh, yes. The, the, ch- the kidnapper? I wish we were only talking about Aaron. Yeah, but but it, was a, it was a team effort. Like, Kat called, and then Aaron showed up, because Kat called to confirm where Kyle's daughter was. Yes. 
And then Aaron shows up at the door, and he's a little fucking bastard. Let's listen to him. What are you talking about? His friend, the Reverend. All that stuff he's been saying about the devil coming to town, it's no joke. Okay, you get on home now. No, please. I will tell him you were here. Please, don't make me go back out there. All right, son. You wait right here, and I'll give him a call. Don't worry about it. breaks into the house mm-hmm. he's a total lackey for these uh intruders he just wants to help and they're happy to use him like a useful idiot yeah he's like the ghoul in vampire in brooklyn yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> terrible reference sorry everybody <laughs> wow mm-hmm. yeah and you know kyle and the reverend put it together too late as well, your protectors and heroes always do there's one thing that happens here that just doesn't make any sense. They're at Kyle's house right now, right? This is Kyle's house? Yeah, Kyle and Reverend Anderson go there, realizing that yeah. that's so, probably where she would go. If she still has a part of Megan in her, she would try to go somewhere that felt like home, that felt safe. Yeah, so when you go to your house, you normally bring out a flashlight and move that around instead of just turning on your lights. So that, that's, that's that's something that happens. Is what there the a power fuck? Outage? No. I didn't even, fridge, I didn't even the notice. The fridge was open and the lights on in the fridge. That doesn't mean anything. It It's very suspect. I, well, have, I have to go back just, and review the tapes. Just because some, some power out of just like when you kill the power to something, uh, it sometimes keeps, keeps power to essential appliances only. Ugh. There's no power outage. They just did it. Because it's they want it to be dark. Yeah, but potentially I don't really think about it. But you know what? Maybe Kyle here here's what it is. I'm gonna make a prediction. <laughs> Kyle forgot to pay the electricity bill. <laughs> Boom. Shut up. Dang, you're the worst. That was Ooh, the worst prediction. Gross. Uh, <laughs> uh prediction. No, you don't get any more predictions. Prediction. You've been cut off. This better be fucking Predict- real. Sydney, cut the power. I don't care about the Why power. Why are you still on this? <laughs> yeah. For Christ's sake. Fuck it. Oh, uh, let's move on. Yeah, so there's, so a, no- there's a note Kyle left gets behind. A note. Yep. Yeah. And then he yeah. goes and uh, hops in Sydney's three body trunk. Yeah, they go and reenact the scene from The Vanishing. So spacious. Where did, where did Reverend Anderson go here? Did he just leave him behind in a huff? He, he did leave him behind, but really he followed them. Yeah, he followed them. Kyle knowing. Let's listen in on, on their fight, shall we? This is about more than us. He is a false prophet. If we don't stop him, the devil will reign for a thousand years. You really believe that? That man is the devil and that you have to stop him, no matter what. Yes, I do. But don't you see you can't come with me? You, you and I, we, we may not agree on what this evil is, where the power to defeat it comes from God or for some place I don't understand. But there is one thing that I see clearly now, and I believe with all of my heart, that if this battle is to be won, it can't be won alone. You're probably right, Rev. But for me, this isn't about the devil. This is about my daughter. And that's it. It's bullshit. Look at her. You know what's bullshit? The Reverend starting to act like a normal person. 
yeah. we were on a path, Rev. Yeah. Oh, that, shit. That, that, that might actually be another reason why I'm like not as into this episode as I wanted to be is because they kind of like neutered the Reverend a little bit in this. Although I did love uh, the clip, and I wish that you had it. You probably do. Of earlier in the episode when they're talking over the car about where Megan could be. That's when the Reverend says, I think we already determined that I ain't been doing shit. <laughs> I don't have it readily available, but I did like that. And I have another prediction to make. <sighs> it's a season finale. We got to get we got to get going here, gentlemen. I, I'm going to predict now, because the Reverend seems to be putting shit back together, that the Reverend will get possessed in season two by the entity that is higher up on the hierarchy than Sydney. Ooh, like the like he comes into town and Sydney's like, oh, I'm having trouble with this reverend guy. And the second that the higher up sees the reverend, he's just like <laughs> And the, uh, the higher up entity just takes Reverend Anderson's body as his as his uh shell. Or he just they just constantly catch the Reverend sneaking off to Cat to get hand jobs. Yeah, he's gonna have a hard time that relationship. We'll get there though. You don't understand, Kyle. It's like she's taking the devil out of my dick. <laughs> they used to call this a three-body trunk. He said you were bringing her back. Get in. We can go round and round on this all night. You can keep asking me questions. You can threaten me. You can hurt me. You can kill me. The only way you're going to see your little girl again is if you stop talking and get in. There. Put this over your head. What is it about me that makes all this worthwhile? Put that over your head. You'll get your answers. Does he really get the answers, though? No. No. He doesn't get shit. He doesn't get any answers. Not only that, these intruders, their plan is shit. Like, they don't even have a plan. Like, beyond this fancy getting the trunk with a hood on bullshit... There's no plan. And this is a tiny, tiny town. Like, once the hood came off of Kyle, once they got there, he's like, oh, the abandoned mannequin factory? (laughs) Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a greater purpose to their thing, which is maybe why the higher entity is going to show up and try to whip this into shape. Yeah, he's going to show up and be like, your plan was to kidnap his daughter... And then lure him to his daughter, and then just lock them in a room. That was your and whole plan. And you didn't check to see if anybody was fucking following you. Yeah, you know the Reverend's been a stick up your ass this whole time. You didn't think he's lurking around? The two of them are glued to the hip. Also, a fucking room. What are you just gonna pass food under the door and just sap energy out of the outcast? That's a. It's terrible. It's a terrible plan. He's gonna get out into world. And not stay in room very, very, for very long. Oh, Jesus. And also, Kyle, turn off 
your fucking headlights before you get in that trunk. <laughs> the point of leaving your car's battery to just fucking die on the side of the road. He's worried about his daughter. There's no reason for him to think about anything else. Yeah, he's consumed, Father Nathan. Also, maybe the Reverend like pulled up and like shook his head and like got out of the car and turned his headlights off. We can only hope. Can <laughs> you only know what's hope. awesome is uh, the Reverend uh, cha- er, exchanged his cross for a tire iron. Yes, that was cool. I like that. He opens his trunk and there's his bag of like priest goodies and a tire iron, and he's like, "Well, tire iron." <laughs> Now he just needs a cross tire iron. Yes, why didn't they have that? That would have been great. <laughs> he would have picked it up and it would have made a bunch of like, oh, music in the background and it would have been perfect. Going to be Kyle's present to him in season two. Mm. And here comes the reverend. Peekaboo. Done to that poor woman. You go back to your wayward souls and leave us be. Kyle, are you in here? Yes. We're in here. We're in here. Open it. And he proceeds to sloppily break into this door. Why would you slip the crowbar behind the lock and just pull towards you? Why does he try to jam the door open from the frame? (laughs) Father Daniel, he's a priest. Yeah, He's not a tire salesman. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. But again, again. Stab it. Stab the wood. Stab through it. What is this plan? The door to the fucking depot is not even locked. He didn't break anything to get in there. He just opened the door, walked in. There's a woman taking care of, like, I don't know. It's it's kind of vague about it. Like, two, maybe 12 people in this basement. (laughs) There's more eyeball shit here also. What the fuck is going on with, like, people and eyeballs in this episode? Yeah, the woman they're referring to, like, what did she do? Or what did you do to that poor woman? She clawed her own eyes out because the light... (laughs) Yeah, she didn't like the light. Oh. Apparently the fire chief's a big pussy, too. And where's he been? I don't know. They have no cavalry in here. It's just it's just Ogden and just Cat and Ogden Ogden. I think his name's Lenny. It's just Ogden yeah. and Ogden. We just they call him they said Lenny. The pr- just, reverend said, Lenny, get off me. Can we just say Ogden and Ogden? It, sounds like, a sitcom. it sounds like a sitcom. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's no... Ah, uh, yeah. It seems like the easiest escape ever. He barely had to sit in that room. Also, for like 15 minutes, he felt trapped. Yeah. Reverend you know Sh- who, I think Kyle is a really good at being like MacGyver here, um, and he makes a really good fort <laughs> for his daughter. Like, isn't that an epic fort? It's like, here's a fort, just a filthy mattress turned on its like, side. Tur- turns the mattress on its side. Because that's what MacGyver did. He made forts. <laughs> Fuck. 
Is that what MacGyver uh, did? Boy, he made forts. Yeah. No, he solved oh. problems right yeah. away with duct tape and gum and paper clips and whatnot. Yes, none of that's happening uh, here. But it was like okay. it was like particle board walls and door and everything. I'm like, just get out of there, Kyle, you pussy. <laughs> Kyle does some serious goop withdrawal in this factory. Oh yeah, he got sapped. Not just yeah, not just Megan, but the what the the lady with the eye thing, right? Her too. Yeah, they release well, her for some reason. That's the only one that he did. He didn't do anything to Megan. No, Megan like walks up to are, him and starts sucking on him, doesn't she? Are you? I think Holy I think shit. he's alluding. He's he's alluding to my prediction becoming true. Which one? If so Kyle, at the beginning is, if Kyle is the match, then his daughter Amber is the beacon. His daughter is a part of him. She's like from his seed. Yeah. So of course she has the same abilities as him. Yeah, they're gonna oh, have like the their whole lineage is gonna have this this outcast power. Right, but if she's an outcast, then she's also But she's not outcast. Attracting them. Because well, Amber would have seen... said outcast again. Whatever. What Kyle's if... outcast and she's the seed of outcast. What if she's just another match? No, she's not. She's gonna be even more powerful. That's the way it works. The force is strong with that one. And just like looking back over the season, do you guys feel like there was sort of a, a real subtle shift towards only his fluids and blood can affect them to and just touch them? Yeah, it's pretty sad, actually. I was much happier when he had to beat the shit out of people. And I was looking forward to him, like, fighting Mildred. He's, realizing, he's realizing his power and he's cultivating it and making and understanding it more realizing that he doesn't have to hit people to draw it out he's honing his skills and his daughter can already do it without hitting anybody well, that's so, why she's more powerful but, but he can do it too which is I bet, I bet he feels real guilty when he thinks back on that little boy he beat the shit out of when now he just grabs someone's <laughs> face and the fucking goop comes out and he's like Ugh, that's all it takes <laughs> Oops. prediction They will try to lure Amber to be a part of their army. The girl? Little girl? Yeah. Mm, maybe. That's going to fail. She's she's pretty scared of that goop. To the dark side. Then perhaps she will. That would, that would mean that they'd have to turn Kyle first, and then Kyle would get her to go to the dark side. No, I'm not trying to do a perfect... Jesus Christ. Start. I'm just bringing it up. God damn it, Alter Boy. You have to take everything so goddamn literally. Holy hell. No, it's a, it's a nice illusion, but they'd have to turn her pretty hard because she loves her daddy. Do you think maybe they'll turn the mother? Yes. Repossessed. Although she hates her mother, so I don't know. I think repossessed is the key word. Like, we've been seeing a lot of what the goop can and cannot do. I think we're definitely going to see a repossession in season two, especially I, as this town gets, like, flooded. I can get on board with that. Well, oh, in flooded by season, by episode three episode of Episode three, it's going to be everyone that's not Kyle and his daughter. Including the Reverend. Yeah, everyone. Mm-hmm. Which means his sister's gonna have to get repossessed as well. Dealing with a lot of repossession here, Alter Boy. Yep. 
Yeah. I feel like there's there's too much um, companion predictions happening here. There's there's too much m- meld m- smelting. Sure, but but we're all having great ideas together. I think that's the key. Um, Can we talk about uh, Reverend Anderson lighting the house? Oh yeah, burn fire. Sydney, burn! Did anyone else like know that Sydney wasn't in there? Oh, I I just I assumed that 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 boy was in there, like sleeping on the couch, jerking off to pictures of Sydney. Yeah, with, he's in there with Holly, is he not? Who's ho- wait ho- Holly? Who? Oh, I we don't know if Holly was Holly taken is- or if it was just Amber. Yeah, we don't know. But Aaron went in there to kidnap somebody. You think he just kidnapped Amber? He didn't take Holly too. Well, wouldn't he then? The al- wouldn't he then yeah. also have to take Giles? They only wife? needed Kyle. The whole point was to get Kyle. I thought. I, I assume yeah. they just took the Kyle's daughter. But yeah, I guess they wouldn't leave. But then they would. Did he also take Giles' wife? That was Alter Boy just brought that up in the background too. I totally dismissed it then, and I'm going to dismiss it from you as well. Why would you take Giles's wife? I don't know because she's just going to go straight to her law enforcement husband and be like, uh, "These fucking randos stole these two little girls," and then he's just going to arrest the whole town. That happened. She told the reverend that, or she told the chief that the house got broken into. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, so where is that other little girl then? Yeah, they don't. They don't I tell. Think they don't the tell other us. Girl is still with the chief. Doesn't uh, that that might be true? And Aaron just got lit up in this fire for sure. So yeah. and good when, good riddance. Sure, good riddance. But Reverend Anderson is connected to the to the mother Patricia. Yeah. And this is going to be one hell of a hard swallow and carry on once he realizes what he's done. Oh, he realizes what he's done. He'll become depressed. He'll break down. He'll have a psychotic episode. And his depression will make him more vulnerable to possession. And that's when it'll happen. Do you think they'll have the balls to like stay with that? Because I, I like that. I like that. It, here's yet another reason for the reverend to descend into madness and then make himself vulnerable to possession. Or do you think they're going to be like season three, Sydney shows up. And his three-body trunk opens and like slow rise of Aaron getting out of the trunk. Oh, if if they if Aaron lives, then there's something wrong. I don't agree. If someone burns to death alive, then that's it. You're done. Unless you're going to introduce a new power that these demons have. And if they have a new power, then why didn't they have it to begin with? Well, I I just mean that the that Aaron like we see Aaron getting up inside of the house before it's completely consumed in flames. So they could if they wanted to. They, they left themselves an out. Oh, for him to escape the fire? For him to escape. Maybe, maybe he jumped out the back and escaped. He is pretty shifty. He's pretty resourceful. And, like, Sydney just lets the Reverend think that he killed Aaron because Aaron's actually in a locked room at Sydney's new house, hands-bound, poopy underwear, sucking popsicles. Getting his <laughs> shit pushed in? <laughs> hope he... Puts a better door on it than the one in uh, in the mannequin factory. That was, God, what a fucking... Yeah, you know what's awesome is that Kyle was like really trying to get out of there at the beginning, and then after there's a hole on the top, he can just kick the door over. Yeah, no problem. Without any problems. Yeah, fair. It was loosened up a little bit by the Reverend there, but yeah, they get in a, he gets in a fight with the fucking fire chief, and uh, who knows. All that was assembled very sloppily. But yeah, is that what we go out on? No, 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 no. We don't go out no, on. Oh, they're uh, at a gas station. 
Yeah, that's what we go out on. Yeah, we go out on episode three of season two at the gas station. Yeah, it's already happening. So your prediction we thought might be far off now might not be cl- soon enough. Right. Yeah, because every everyone at the gas station's possessed. I sat there and Chelsea was like, they're all possessed. They're all staring at him. And I'm like, no, they're not. And I rewound it and I hit play again. I was like, they're just staring at him because Holly burned up in that fire and he's Holly's uncle. So they're all like, oh, my God, it's Holly's uncle. And Holly just got lit up in the fire with Aaron. The news hasn't even come out about that yet. Well, that's what I was thinking it was. And then as I look closer, yeah, no, there's some like, you know, hands at their sides staring at him uncomfortably. Uh, Yeah. Awkward, uncomfortable possession stare is happening. Yeah. For sure. Because the only other thing that it could be, I don't think that it is the other thing, I think it is that they're all possessed, is if that, you know, they don't know that he's cleared shit up with his wife. They're just like, oh, look at this abusive motherfucker strolling into this grocery store like we all don't hate his guts. Wait, is that him with the daughter? Did he oh. just kidnap the daughter? Oh Somebody my God. God. Somebody call Giles. Yeah, Giles' phone's already blowing up. No, that daughter's squeezing, squeezing his hand pretty tight. Maybe like they see like in Predator Vision, and whenever the outcast and his daughter come around, it's just like this fucking like blinding aura, and they're just captivated for a moment, and then they have to resist their own urge to fly to it like moths and just suck from his photon stream or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, prediction. Kyle's going to find people in episode two. And his light will be so blinding, they're going to start ripping their eyes out in front of him. Multiple Mm. people getting possessed. I think somebody has read the graphic novels. What do you think, Father Daniel? I... Have you? No. He's he's been getting pretty specific. In episode two, this specific (laughs) of what's going to happen. You know, at the beginning of this, I remember letting you guys know that they're not going to be following... The graphic novel like they're doing the two things there are going to be some things that are similar but they're not following it right that's Separate probably for thing. the best so it wouldn't even matter even if i did which i haven't but i do plan on reading it before the se- second season comes out so no at all do you hear that shit yeah will he then be barred from predictions because they may not be accurate like you said they'll split off but you'll have a an understanding of the world you're gonna get all the juicy little secrets before the next season comes out you little bitch mm-hmm <laughs> you're gonna be like oh no no they're demons <laughs> i really These don't want them to be demons i want them to be something cooler than demons they're all angels daniel maybe angels yeah that could be too oh yeah and uh yeah that'll so, do it i don't think we're leaving anything out here are we i don't think so i think there's a genuine lack of um there's a genuine lack of execution here in the finale that leaves a sour taste in all of our mouths. Just yes. feels like there's more that could have been done to get us excited to come back. I mean, ExtraCast may still continue. We don't know, gentlemen. We don't know. But I'm I, right now I feel like they could have jacked me up a lot more for what's about to come. I mean, we made a lot of predictions and it'll be fun to see if they come true or not, but yeah, kind of, yeah, I feel like 
No, I, I'm I'm totally with you, Father Nathan. Yeah, I was left on sort of a soft, middling note. The episode was sloppy. I didn't get as much juicy tidbits as I wanted. I didn't want them to spill the whole beans. Just give me something so I can put my foot down on one side or another of all these predictions that we're making. And then here we go. We get like a nice kind of classic horror movie outro, and then that's that's it. I mean, it's cool in it's concept, but eh. It's like the three of us were at a bar, right? And we were partying it up. That's like season one of Outcast. We were playing pool, having drinks, partying it up. And then the season finale was all three of us walking up to the bar at the end of the night, slamming our hands down and saying, three shots. We're going to end this night well. And the lights come on and they say, sorry, we just did last call 15 minutes ago. You guys got to leave. Yeah. Oh, can we just enjoy our moment? No, I'm sorry. I thought it would be breaking the law. We can't have a shot. You can have shots of water, uh, but no. Uh, okay. Well, I guess. Okay, guys. Yeah, do well, we, we have we'll... a problem here, gentlemen? <laughs> you want to call uh. a cab? Yeah, and then we walk outside and uh, pathetically just go home. That's kind of how it felt. Yeah. Well, we catch the altar boy around in the back alley, tonguing some guy's limp dick with his tongue. Yeah. And then we go home. Yeah, we have to spritz him with water. Yeah, yeah. He was outcasting the pre-cum. I, okay, forget it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Father Daniel, um, why don't you lead us in prayer for the season finale? All right, everyone, heads down, hands clasped. Uh, we thank you for what was a relatively entertaining season of Outcast, full of who's its and what's its and little moments we could sink our teeth into. And I will say some impressively intense and violent scenes despite being overall a sensation of being stretched out. I feel like we could have compressed this maybe a little bit. I feel like maybe some episodes got chopped into two and they should have been one. That being said, we thank you and we look forward to next season where hopefully we will attain some of these answers that we've long been praying for. Amen. Amen. Well said. Thank you, Father Daniel. And uh, to everyone else, visit us. SadSackStudios.com. Go to the mega feed. There's tons of stuff. Straight up our podcast. One of the lunatics. Advantage Deuce. Advantage Deuce. Exercast. True Detective. Silver Scream. Silver Scream and Strange Company are on the way. We are doing some major uh, R&D. So that we present you with something top quality, as Sad Psych Studios has been, is, and will be known for. Man says, are y'all done recording or what? <laughs> Just starting. <laughs> Meaning we should start. Stop. What? I wasn't recording. Oh. <laughs> just went like a fucking bat out of hell. Sorry. I think we just got a gold medal in high jump. We're both usually recording the whole time.
I know. It's my fault. What do you want me to say? You want me to get on my knees and apologize to you? I'm sorry. 